video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast, episode 195. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood homeboy, Mr. Grizz. We are the Midnight Express of VHS. That's the new moniker that I've given us. Um, We realize that we are basically uh, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. Right? Beautiful uh, Bobby. Get it yeah, right, beautiful bitch. Bobby. I know who beautiful I am. Bobby. I, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, if you're listening to this, let us know on the first post about this movie. About, I, I want to know, who do you think is who? Who's Stan Lane and who's Bobby Oh, Eaton? man, interesting. And I'm probably going to say 80% of our listeners do not know who either of those people are. They don't know who the Midnight Express is. Maybe they know the movie. And I'm going to say that I am going to put out an open, uh, yeah, an open. I'm going to put out an open application for anybody who wants to be our official Jim Cornette. Because I think we need a bad taste video spokesman who can really lay the promo down for us. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that would actually be pretty interesting to see people sending in. Some sort of audition tape. Oh, <laughs> if we had people that would actually do that, that would be that would be hilarious. The only thing Cut we a promo ask, on me, I would yeah. love it. Well, the only thing we ask is that you're like five foot three, so <laughs> you have to you make know. us both look big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm 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 like over six foot, so I need to look about six foot eight though. So we're and we're I'm, gonna need I'm, you to be. I'm almost six foot. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. In heels, right? <laughs> yeah, in my my risers, my cane boots. There's nothing wrong with that. All wrestlers yeah. wear risers, dude. Show me a wrestler yeah. that doesn't. Unless they wrestle yeah. barefoot, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like Mom. the great... Or the, yeah, who, who, who wrestled barefoot besides, like, the the fucking... Uh, like, people like the head shrinkers uh, and stuff like that. I mean... Well, like, I get the... Yokozuna. Uh, Necro Butcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine wrestling a death match with no shoes on. I was just stepping on thumbtacks and broken glass Thumbtack, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, just do glass. Uh, fucking all just terrible shit. And you're stepping. Oh, my fucking God. Unreal. Unreal. That's like some fucking, like, mind over matter shit, man. I don't know. I don't know if I have that type of, uh, like, I don't like, have uh, internal well, will to. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Just wild. Just fucking wild. I don't know what. Yeah, like, what. I to, to teach their own, but like I don't ha- I don't get the what possesses people. Like even when I was younger, dude, like me and my buddies, we backyard wrestles and we like, oh, let's put a table together and put each other through it. Like that's one thing and shit, dude. But like nothing has ever possessed me to want to like really inflict some serious fucking pain on anybody else or my. I mean, I've definitely wanted to hurt some people, but nothing like really want to hurt myself. <laughs> like I'm not trying to fucking like get stabbed with a fucking light tube to impress some fucking drunk hillbillies in a field in fucking texas like that's not my idea of a good time man uh, well i mean it kind of is mine i just want to wear i know it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm the type of person that wears shoes from the moment they wake up to the moment they like like get ready for bed I- i'm one of those types of people um 
I just I would need the boots. I don't know. I I would do anything. I don't give a fuck. You know, GCW. You do that? I would do Sign, anything Simon, for wrestling. Yeah, but I won't do that. I will die in the ring. I want to die in the <laughs> ring. He's a real. Yeah, he's the real deal. I, I could. I have, I have validation for that. I could. I could say that this motherfucker is ready. Jesus. He's even so, training again. So dude, you're, you're about to get fucking big. I can tell. Determined. So, so Grizz, this week we're covering a movie that was made in 1979, not released until about 1983, but got a rather recent, I guess, um, like upscaling, rescan, and stuff. So, this movie is spanning the decades. We watched the Frosty the Snowman classic, Microwave Massacre. Happy birthday! <laughs> Isn't that what he says in the fucking Frosty when he comes Dude, to life? I have not watched that fucking movie in like, oh, I don't God. even 25 years maybe. But oh, Jackie Vernon, who did the voice of Frosty the Snowman, plays our perverted cannibal main character in this week's movie. Perverted did, cannibal. I did love you ever, it. Did you ever think that uh, like Frosty the Snowman would do something like this? It is well, the first time I've seen this movie because I grew up watching Frosty the Snowman. Like that was like my favorite shit for a long time. Before then, like you know, I got into Rudolph, which was obviously way better. But like, dude, when I saw this, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> like, it completely like warped my childhood perspective of like ever watching Frosty the Snowman ever again. Dude, do you want to hear something that's really gonna fuck you up? Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July TV movie released Dude, 1979. <laughs> he was doing this and a Frosty project the same year. And I saw that real. and I loved it. Unreal. What a, what a like, I guess, just like yin and yang of characters, right? The ultimate He's like, versatile. loving good guy, Frosty the Snowman. And then the sleazy ass fucking piece of shit Donald in Microwave Massacre. Jesus, I love it's, it. It's 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 a great uh, flex of his acting muscles, if I must say so myself. To to have such versatility well, to go from one to the other. Here's something I want to ask you: Can you think of any other like actor that has played a similar like thing? Oh, it's had to have happened. Like, who has done, like, two polar opposite roles in the same year? I can't think same of one Same year the now. That's that's definitely... That, that puts a little bit of spice on it. That's that's the whole <sighs> thing. I can't think of one off the top of my head, so I'm going to have to actually think this over before I uh, maybe give my input. It's so kind of hard to think of. So, so, like you said, Microwave Massacre, it has spanned decades now. Um, I have the Arrow blu-ray release i have owned multiple copies of it on vhs throughout my uh my time period and beta it is uh it's uh, yeah i have owned the the midnight video betamax of this in one point in time i've gifted it away <laughs> um what i will say is like i think the midnight video is the the, the best release that they've ever you know have put out of this movie release of the movie there is the Rhino video release that I've seen out there. It has like the gimmick box and stuff. Love it, love it. I I do love it, and I but the the only thing I will say is that Rhino is another one of those like guilty parties where it comes to taking movies from the past, re-releasing them under almost like a false 
pretext that like this is going to be something that it's really not like if you look at the back of the rhino vhs cassette it has like this gory hand like butchered up that looks like super hyper realistic it definitely gives you the wrong idea of like what you're going to be seeing in microwave massacre you know and there's a lot of people a lot of companies that did that you know we've always talked about the the upscale or the re the resell of like you know the reboxing of shit take take a Um, 70s movie and repackage it as something else in the 80s and make people you know dead end was the the one we we always talk about with the the skeleton fucking it's red roof in or whatever it's it's not it's 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 that kind of thing where with rhino video Although this is a, a great movie, so like they didn't really take a shit movie and try to sell it as something that yeah. it's not because this is this is fucking awesome. Uh, there's also what the the Astro video release that I think uh, I've seen before that has like the cool cover art with like the microwave and and Donald's head like floating inside of it with some body parts and shit in front. All yeah, the artwork is great. Yeah, and they all generally like stick to the same theme. They're all microwave themed, which I guess. You know, you have a movie like Microwave Massacre. Like, come on. You're like, what are you what gonna? It, what are you gonna do? When it comes to the midnight video releases, this was this to me, in my opinion, between this and maybe Wizard of Gore, are the best two releases that they put out. Um, as far as the movies and artwork that they did for them and stuff, I think are top notch. Can you think of any of the other Wizard or the other midnight video releases that you think could like compete with those two? I mean, obviously, all the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff is great. Um, but I think, man, like this one here is, is probably like the peak release for them. Well, like there's like bloodthirsty butchers, like that's an okay movie. That's not like it to me. Like that feels way more like a like <sighs> microwave massacre felt more contemporary when um, my uh, midnight video were putting these big boxes out. It felt more like a movie that came out around that time, as opposed to like the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff that they were putting out on way there. Out. Yeah. yeah, but but me personally, my favorite is also The Wizard of Gore. That is my fucking. That's the quintessential release of that movie. I feel like, um, like the DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever they put out of it, like the upscales. I feel like you don't even need it if you watch that like original midnight video release. It just comes across as this like it captures experience. Yes, exactly. It gives you like exactly what was trying to like, you know, come across on the screen or whatever. It feels like a sleazy grindhouse uh drive-in movie you know well bro we're talking about some tapes here all right we're talking shop let's get into this a little bit here before we dive into this movie yeah the whole thing that's going on uh that we've been seeing over the past year of the grading system of vhs tapes we have yet to really give an opinion about it or or really to mention it i think one because we think it's, it's absolutely fucking silly so I think that it really hasn't merited uh, too much uh, of, a, of an opinion to be given. Although now that like we're seeing things such as like, what was it? A, a Hellraiser sealed copy being sold for a thousand dollars plus recently. It's, 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 it's fucking mind blowing. And that retarded. might've been a beta max. Not get it. Was that a beta? Even so, even yeah. so like yeah, even, well. even more so then, I mean, I, I mean, what is your take on this? I mean, how, can you justify it in like a future sense of collecting? Does it make sense to you? Well, see my problem. And as you know, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm not going to say I'm a hoarder, 
but I'm a collector that does it because I like owning this shit. I like watching my stuff. I like, you know, it's just, I, I like the whole aspect of the artwork, this and that, the typical shit that everybody says. But the, you know, the thing that I have going for me is that I grew up with VHS being prominent, um, pretty much the extinction of mainstream VHS releases. So we were able to grab shit very, very cheap movies that were, you know, weird fucking not out on dvd especially at that time like there was no way that you were seeing a lot of this stuff on dvd you know within the first couple years even into the 2000s so it's definitely an advantage of our age group i think for sure unique to us so i was i was a big collector and am a big collector because i wanted to see certain things that just weren't available in the current you know medium that was available at the time so when i see things like grading and shit like that it it rubs me the wrong way because i'm the type of person that i don't give a fuck what the movie is i'm opening that shit you know what i mean like there's yeah there's a (laughs) few yeah we've joked about that for sure yeah there's a few tapes that i have that are sealed still and the only reason that they are still uh still sealed is because i have you know used copies of them i have multiple versions so i'm not going to open it or things that were like culturally uh significant or some shit like that but i have copies to watch now when you start getting into things like oh i have a super rare tape that is quote unquote sealed which i bet you most of these are reseals and you know people don't even realize it um you have this super rare tape not really widely released on any other platform and now it's being quote unquote like encased forever (laughs) yeah so now it's Bur- it's a hermetically sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now this thing is just gonna be a display piece, and um, to me, that's fucking dumb as hell. Because yeah. a, nobody's ever gonna watch that tape. Then it's gonna be lost to time. It's probably not gonna be worth what you think it's gonna be worth years down the you know years down. B, people don't realize that even though your shit is shrink wrapped, that tape can still get moldy like hundred percent do not do not think that that's not possible I've you know how many I've had sealed ha- tapes that i've fucking have opened from the seven or from like the 80s and shit that are so fucking moldy that little saran wrap bullshit that the companies put on there did not protect it from extreme weather changes and moisture it yeah. did not happen yeah to me this is just another like thing that will probably i mean i'm not gonna say it's not gonna last but i really just don't see this as um something that's gonna be uh, i guess accepted by a wide group of people plus it's like fucking hyper expensive for no reason so why the fuck right yeah that's that's why it almost seems like uh like a fucking yeah i guess yeah but the thing that really fucking confused me about it is that like look at the tapes that they're saying are rare tapes or that are like oh this is worth fucking encapsulating and grading this oh here's a sealed predator that i fucking got graded like that movie is so widely fucking distributed not only on tape but every other you know fucking platform that exists yeah you don't have anything special because you have a sealed fucking predator tape, brother. I'm, I'm sorry to, to burst your bubble, but you don't. Now, there are tapes that I think legitimately are extremely fucking rare. 
and that maybe even are, are, are rare enough to the point where they shouldn't be played all the time because you don't want to risk damaging such a you know such a, that is legitimately rare and not a predator yeah. tape that we're talking about here so i'm not saying those things don't exist but to, to to look at the market for these sealed tapes and to see the fucking movie choices i'm like this has to be the lowest common denominator of collectors with one brain cell apiece that are getting together to be like this is something that we should fucking do we got to get our tapes graded this is going to be the future for us like i'm i'm telling you right now you guys are a minority that is is laughed at because this is such a dumb concept if you're a fucking movie collector you should be in it for the movie collecting and enjoying the films i don't yeah. i don't i don't Watch get this shit. aspect of it you know yeah. Watch your fucking go, shit. Go buy some fucking baseball cards, you losers. I'm going to say, if they can find a case of unopened quad ed zones, I could tell you that there's fucking thousands of unopened boxes of everything else. It, it's For sure. Out there. It's out there. It, we it, see it, happens. it all the time. We see it all the time. Yeah, like 100%. I, as someone who has, I've been, I've collected... And I've also been a reseller of tapes at, at events for a long time. I've dug old video stores. I've bought out collections. I've run the gamut. And I've never, for one, have ever sold tapes for a huge markup uh, just because the value of uh, the market is demanding it on eBay because that's not the fucking market. And anybody who's bought tapes from me can attest to that. But I will say that like the things that you think are fucking rare are not that rare. All right, no. they are. There's a reasons why we go on Instagram, and everybody's feeds look the same. Why everybody's posting the same fucking videos? Why everybody's hashtagging Grail on the same goddamn tapes? Because they're not as rare as as everybody wants you to think that they are. There are amazingly rare tapes that I wish I owned. There are some that I have had the 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 the, the luckiness to actually have in my collection that I still do and there's some that I know I will never touch in my lifetime and I think that's what you know I have to put as like these are the rare the rare tapes things that I, I know are unachievable for me so yeah <sighs> what a what a now that state, we got that off of our chest yeah, what, what, a, <laughs> what a state this fucking community yeah. is in that's a good yeah that was our state of uh, state of address uh, you know yeah, state, state of the state union, of the union. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, Grizz, this week we watched Microwave Massacre, a movie that uh, if you've been to VHS Fest in the recent past, you've probably seen there. Um, a very interesting movie that, like we said, was released uh, in 1983, a couple years after. Got that, I guess, straight to video treatment, right? I don't know if this ever got a theatrical release. It doesn't matter. Not really. No. Um, a dark comedy again. But instead of being a zombie film, this is technically like a slasher cannibal movie. Very weird. But it's funny as hell. And we're probably going to start uh, talking about things in the movie. So let's just hit the trailer. Let's, yeah, hit the credits. And, the and we'll start fucking. Yeah, let's get into this. Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Your skin will crawl. Your stomach will turn. I have to go to the restroom. I mean restroom. Your blood will boil. Dining will never be the it's same. It's all cordon blue. 
I've never tasted anything so unique. It's delicious! Dismemberment. Death. Oh, man. Distastefulness. My hemorrhoids. Microwave massacre. This is it, May. You're a walking contraceptive. Say, you know, you look so much better in the dark. I've told you a million, billion, trillion times. You are what they eat. I know I'm gonna be sick. Too many bombs. Microwave Massacre, a movie that's probably going to be remade in 2022 as <laughs> Air Fryer Massacre. Yeah. That's all I could think of like during this. Like, hey, they could probably remake this as like an air frying. Updated conventional yeah. <laughs> item yeah. in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. Air Fryer Massacre does have a nice rig to it. It is extra crispy. It won't come out all weird and soggy on the bottom Ooh. like in Microwave Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I kind of like that. You could use that almost like a like a tagline. Yeah, right? seriously. Uh, air fryer I'm massacre. I'm already uh, writing it. As long as it yeah. has as many boobs in it as this fucking movie does, I'm already on board. Dude, this movie how... starts with tits. That's what yeah. that's what sets the tone with this movie. This whole movie is sleazy as fuck, and you have Frosty the Snowman as like this weird old man that's married to this woman that he hates that like wants to be i guess like culturally diverse when it comes to like (laughs) food food. and even the living space because you see there's all sorts of shit all over it looks like a like a yeah yeah it's like a like a Greek lawn, right? Like a Long Island Greek lawn. Um, <laughs> it looked very. I didn't want to put you. I didn't want to like you know blow up anybody's spot, dude. But that looked very Long yeah. Island. <laughs> I, I think that was California. I think it was yeah. California. When um they show some of like the driving scenes when he's in the suburbs, it looks like a California suburb. Some palm trees, I don't know. Maybe. I really, you know, it doesn't really matter. But uh, basically, this dude just hates his wife because she can't make him a meal that he enjoys. And eventually, he kills her, cooks her in this giant fucking microwave. That <laughs> the biggest looks like microwave a, you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a cross between like a uh, like an oven that is built into the wall, mixed with like a NASA uh, computer from 1969. <laughs> Right, like <laughs> it that's, does too. Yeah, like you would see like in the fucking movies where the computer takes up the whole fucking room. Yeah, yeah just like whenever I buttons, see it, colored it, buttons. It's comically large. Like re- even for the time period, they were not that big. So yeah, yeah, it just makes the movie for me. And I agree, dude. This is like the horniest movie ever. Like this yeah. movie from like start to finish is just like let's fuck. Like that's yes. what this movie yes. is getting at. This movie is almost like the horror version, not plot wise, but like the feel of the movie as like Porky's. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. like if you dude, watch this back to back with Porky's, like, pff, dude, that's like a great fucking combo right there, right? This is uh, this is what I consider an ex- extinct film genre. You know, yeah. they you can't they don't make this anymore. They don't make films like this anymore. Un- I mean, I'm sure for for their rightful reasons, but god damn, do I miss it, dude. These movies are awesome. Yeah, this is like prime, like, sleazy comedy, right? And it's based on, it's basically like just 
a horror movie with all the horror taken out and just replaced with like one-liners and like fucking like dopey comments and these like Dude, character actors city holy fuck this movie is like the king of one-liners this is what i would compare this to is like imagine if fucking mad magazine made a horror movie wow that's what this is right yeah that's what this feels like dude yes <laughs> especially like from that time period like that's a hundred percent that all the jokes in the movie are just like like inappropriate dirty, dirty dad jokes like shit your yeah. uncle would tell you, you that is I mean? it dude this movie is a dirty dad joke that is a hundred percent what this is it's like the fucking light switch that becomes a boner when you fucking <laughs> turn it on and off like that's what this is i'm so hungry i can eat a whore like- yeah dude that's like the <laughs> yeah a great classic one-liner there's so many just dumbass fucking things said in this movie and they're all said by frosty the snowman and like and like a couple other like slimy like greasy guys throughout the whole thing. But hearing him deliver these lines, dude, like what I want to do so bad is like pull some of the audio from this and then redub Frosty the Snowman with some of the words that fucking oh Jackie Vernon is saying from this. Like if you see some promo this week of Frosty the Snowman, you know I fucking click went to on town it. on that shit. Yeah, click on yeah. it, please. <laughs> Uh, there's like literally tons of lines in this uh, when like they're eating lunch on the job site. And the guy's like, that's some lunch you got there, Donald. What do you call it? And Donald fucking Jackie Vernon says, I didn't have to call it at all. The little critter just followed me here. <laughs> like, dude, he goes from being this like just miserable like kind of just like depressed guy to being like the like the biggest sex addict you could possibly imagine because like in the beginning when he's like all miserable with his wife and shit like it starts out with this like girl walking by their construction site who gets her tits stuck in the fence just like her bare boobs like just stuck in the fence it was like a boob hole yeah (laughs) it wasn't wasn't like a perfectly round hole it was like two perfectly round holes if your dad was a construction worker in the 70s ask him (laughs) if his site had a boob hole and a boob (laughs) hole for people to check in on like oh no one's put their tits in the boob hole today what gives he's like yeah the dick holes got tons of action (laughs) but for some reason the boob hole just nothing (laughs) it's always the dick hole what the fuck man (laughs) but seriously so it starts out with like the boob hole and and like he's non-reactionary to it you know he, he could give a fuck less meanwhile his two buddies are like running at the tits like let me fucking figure this out to get there. so that like, you could see that he doesn't like he has like no drive for anything but then like once he kills his wife and starts eating her That's his it. sex drive and it's almost like because of like his like appetite is like tied into his sex drive because even his friends were like because he shares his wife with his friends at yeah, work after yeah. he cooks it and the one guy's like oh this meat tastes a little old and tough yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh, i'll fix that don't worry so then he starts like killing all these young chicks that he's hooking up with it's genius i loved it dude I love when they go like the girl from the beginning with the boob hole like comes back to the site and talking to like his friend 
And he's like sitting there making out with her. And he like yells over to Jackie fucking Vernon. Like, oh, looks like Jackie's getting some action too. And he's sitting there petting a dog. (laughs) The dog's just sitting there with him. Like, it's such a funny fucking scene. Like, just the way that the camera like, it's like it cuts to him just sitting there, not even looking at the camera, just like staring at the space, like with the dog next to him. (laughs) So the whole time I'm watching it too, because like we read on, on IMDb, that uh, rodent danger field was supposed to be in this movie, rodent but he didn't get no respect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, imagine Rodney Dangerfield being in this fucking movie. Like he is the only other person that I think would be is equally ridiculous and awesome in the role. Like if it couldn't be Jackie, it could definitely be Rodney Dangerfield. I would have. I don't know if it would have hit the same way. If it was Rodney Dangerfield, I feel like with Rodney Dangerfield, it would have been like, like extremely obvious comedy. Where a like goofier, yeah, 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 yeah. Where like with Jackie Vernon, he's very like just like a sad sack piece of shit, and then like he has this like very strange quality about him where like the whole time you just feel like he's gonna just like die. Like he's just always like, <laughs> like he's his batteries are running low throughout the whole thing. You and, do have a point there, where right? it's like I don't, I, I don't think, yeah, because like his, you know, Rodney Dangerfield's delivery is so like upswung and like so like just comedy driven, whereas like Jackie is very dry in parts and just like the whole movie, he's dry. Yeah, and like kind of monotone where he doesn't like really have too much like influx in like his excitement levels. And it hey, makes for this yeah. character where you're yeah. like, yeah, when like when he does get excited, you're like, oh shit, that's kind of like abrupt and weird and shit. So like he is kind of like a one of a kind actor for this role. I don't know if it would work with anybody else. Yeah, I would be interested to, to like if you could like somehow see an alternate reality and Rodney Dangerfield is fucking playing this asshole. It probably would have been a bigger to movie see. too. Oh, for right? sure. Well, I don't know. Not in 1979 probably, right? Or maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the 80s were more of like, I mean, he was a big stand-up co- uh, comedian in the 70s for sure. He was well known, you know, but I don't think his big movies, you know, all the the shit that he's known for. Not that I'm a big Roddy Dangerfield fan. All I can think of is fucking Ladybugs, and I think that's like a '90s movie. Well, like, what was his like big like break? There's that money thing where was he went it, to like was a Caddyshack. No, Ca- Caddyshack Caddy Shack is definitely probably like one of his well, like his most. I can't even believe I didn't think of that movie, but yeah, that's definitely his most well. Well, I do have an understanding why I didn't think of it, but yeah, there's definitely like a yeah, uh, his Caddy- most well known right. Caddyshack was 1980. Um, 1980. Have, so yeah, yeah, dude. Um, Back to School, 1986. That's the that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's yeah. what the dude from Christine, right? He plays like his son. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm see. saying, dude, in if, in '79, it, it, even because those those two movies alone were pretty well known movies, like big successes. It so like, possible. it would have been possible it would have got more eyes on this for sure. Well, I wonder then if he actually filmed Caddyshack in 1979 instead That's of probably why he didn't take yeah why he didn't take the smart yeah. now I, imagine I jackie vernon and fucking candy shack oh, oh my god that definitely wouldn't work, it wouldn't work that wouldn't, that's no good you know that one's one no of good. my one of my favorite parts in this movie and it's kind of not even like a, a big part but it, it's something that like 
we always talk about like newsreels and stuff like that in movie or like the radio news yeah, kind the, of thing. Fake newscast. And there was something. Sim- it wasn't necessarily like a newscast, but it was something similar where he was watching TV. And this is kind of where the perfect crime gets explained to oh, him. Oh my god! Yes. And like, because he hasn't, he hasn't, he killed his wife at this point. Which there's a great POV shot of him killing his wife, where like <laughs> you're in the wife's eyes and being attacked by him, and it's fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But like he's then like later on watching TV, and this show comes on, and he's like, "This is the perfect crime," and the two people on the television are swearing the entire time. They're yeah, like, "The fucking perfect crime," yeah, and it's all being bleeped beep. and shit. <laughs> I'm like, "What is he watching? This is like the best television show ever." Yeah, and that's where he gets the idea to eat his wife. The guy's like, the only way you could get away with a crime is if you eat all eat the, the evidence. evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about, like, oh. stealing diamonds. He's talking about eating everything. And Jackie's like, caviar. all he's the still evidence. Ca- the guy's still oh, yeah, caviar. Yeah, caviar. Yeah, he's got to eat all the evidence. Funny. And that's where he got the idea. And that's, like, a- another thing that you see in the movie. Like, that whole scene is just comedy. Like, just oh, pure 100%. comedy. 100%. And yeah. there's, there's no really no, there's no real gore in this movie. Like you see like a couple people get slashed and stuff, but it's Some not like squirt. gruesome. It's like fucking dumb. And like the dead bodies and all that, nothing looks real. Like, and if it is, it's actually a naked woman laying there. If it is, um, you know, it's really like they lean hard into that, like dark comedy. Like it's all cannibal jokes and it's all right, shit. I, it, like, you they know, probably went in with the budget that they had and we're like, we can't afford afford special effects yeah, so we, like we spent all our money on frosty the snowman yeah we so. took a lot to get fucking frosty at the building yeah, let's, yeah, let's make this yeah. so they did probably like you're saying they did have to probably lean into that well all right it's not going to be the most gruesome thing ever let's fucking amp it up with a little bit more comedy let's lay into it with like how silly these things do really look like yeah. dude may looks May's head after she's decapitated oh his wife. Oh my god. It looks like, it looks like a I potato. Made, it looks like <laughs> if I made the cast of fucking uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Like the head yeah. that you see. <laughs> like if I made that, that, that's what it would look like. Fucking 100%. Yeah, it's Pamela Voorhees over there. But I, I feel like that's how this movie ended up being, I'm not going to say successful, but like rather popular underground film now is that it really works in a comedy sense. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's a dark comedy, and there's tons of nudity in it. Um, there's tons of like fucking foul language and dirty talk and all that stuff. All the jokes you could think of, and it really works as like a VHS, like you know, low budget, something you would rent on a Saturday night and watch with a bunch of your friends. Like this movie fucking nails that it's this unreal is the perfect that it doesn't VHS have. Tape. Yes. And it's unreal that it doesn't have a bigger mainstream following when you have movies like the room getting so much fucking attention. Like I get this. Maybe it's because there's, I mean, there's nothing that's really terribly offensive in this movie. Right. Would you say, like that's I mean, like serious like said, no because like you have to take into perspective the time period like you said like porkies you know obviously porkies is problematic now but like it's still a beloved movie and i think this falls under that category yes you can't make this movie now in the same thing but i don't think it's overly offensive it's not overly racist it's a little bit you know sexist in the way where it's a very horny movie and horniness in 1979 was a little bit fucking sexist i mean that was the way it was then unfortunately <laughs> 
Well, you know, you heard of like teen sex comedy. This is like a fucking dirty old man sex comedy. Right. Yeah, dude, I don't think you have movies like Scary Movie and stuff like that without movies like this existing. Without well, these kind of things breaking ground for this like over-the-top ridiculousness in film and horror com- combining, you're not going to have things like that. Well, this to me feels very like trauma-esque too. Like, it has to feels, be inspiring to that, to that group like of an, people. Yeah, this feels like an early fucking trauma film. The way, like the subject matter, the jokes that are in it, the way that certain things are pulled off, it feels very early trauma. It's definitely not as offensive. Like you know, they're not making fucking AIDS jokes and stuff. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, but, like I said, it's not overly offensive, but it's certainly enough where you probably wouldn't want to watch this with your parents. That's for, even yeah, as grandma an adult. Whatever, yeah, whatever. even as an adult, you're probably going to feel pretty uncomfortable during certain parts of this movie. Uh. Hey, Dad, check those tits out with Mom in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally the first five minutes of the movie, you're going to be like, uh, let's put something hey, else hey, on. Hey, Mom, check out Jackie Vernon having an orgasm here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, That's something I see, never want to see yeah, again. Jesus you, Christ. You want to see uh, Frosty the Snowman slather mayonnaise or whatever the fuck he was putting on a, on a naked woman that's like half his age? Yeah, perfect. This is I, it. Well, here's a real question that I'm going to try to figure out right now. How old do you think Jackie Vernon was in this movie? Oh, man. He's like 48, maybe 50. But no, this was like his, one of his last films. Maybe he's older. Maybe he's pushing like 60. He's got to so, be in this. I got to say 40s or 50s. He's about 55. 55. Yeah. That makes sense. He looks like he a actually, 55 year old. He actually died eight years later, 1987. Damn, no shit. He looks like a fucking He's about to character. die. <laughs> <laughs> like you said the whole time. <laughs> if you look at like his IMDB picture, like he's he looks like a fucking cartoon character. He just got oh, that dopey does. fucking face on. Oh. Dude, and I love when he goes to these fucking Varg Vickners in the fucking doctor's office. That's like one of the best scenes in the fucking movie, dude. I had no idea he was in this movie. I was like, you got a fucking acting crew? Dude, holy shit. It was way before the fucking you killed Euronymous. I, I love any scene in a movie like this where they have like a doctor or a psychiatrist because it's always just fucking, too. Yeah, it's just so over the top and like stereotypical and like what I guess people thought at the time, right? It's really interesting to see how these people are portrayed and like they have the psychiatrist like just basically not listening to him and sleeping. And then, like, he yeah, wakes up great. and he's just like, oh, no, no, everything sounds good to me. Like, perfectly yeah, normal. He, t- he tells the psychiatrist that he has to eat women to feel, like, sexual arousal and stuff. And the psychiatrist thinks he's talking about going down on chicks. He's like, my boy, it's the 70s. Everybody's going down on people. Go in there and fucking yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy looked like somebody straight out of a Lucio Fulci movie. Oh, dude, totally. 100%. He you know also looked re- like he was about to die. So <laughs> that's well, a common you know theme what, in this movie. You know what makes me laugh? That like this movie for as like were you able to find a budget on this? Did you happen to see how much oh, it I was didn't made see, for? No, it can't be much, man. Because what like really makes me laugh with movies like this is that like it looks like I guess quality wise, like not pref like preferential 
quality, but just overall quality of the film and everything. It looks better than like zombie. Like zombie looks like it was fucking shot on a piece of cheesecloth. <laughs> I know compared to this. Yeah, like and that's the, the thing. Like the the budget for this couldn't be huge. Seventy five thousand dollar budget. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's not that's nothing in in filmmaking. So like they just must have had a nice nice fucking camera. Maybe like you said. Oh, and there yeah, it was filmed in Los Angeles. So they probably had some motherfuckers in the know who helped them out, hooked them up with some gear, you know, gave them some nice cameras to use and stuff. So it probably helped out a lot and being where they were. I'm, but man, seventy five thousand is not much. I'm trying to figure out uh, how much zombie was. Uh, let's see. I gotta feel at least a mil went into zombie. Hold on. You, th- could you think at least? You I'm think? thinking at least a mil, dude. Yeah, I mean, just because I'm thinking about the effects, the fucking, the scenes that they shot, they had, they were very difficult scenes. Let's see. It wasn't Fauci's first like run and gun. I mean, he was definitely into his, his career at that point. Um, it looks. I don't know like... what Italian dollars are. <laughs> <laughs> the lira. There I think they go. used the euro now, though. Yeah. Um, converted. So. It looks like f- no way, no way was fucking zombie made for like twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on, dude, no way. No Are you way. fucking kidding me? What? Well, like, uh, oh, no, 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 I don't know, man, but I gotta say, I watch Zombie any night of the week over this. Even uh, even oh, though yeah. I like Microwave Massacre, I like, like, dude, geez, Zombie's I, a better I, movie. It's so funny. Sure. I never, I never looked at the budgets of like the Fulci movies because I just it didn't matter. You know what I mean? They're, like it didn't. Yeah, matter when a movie's me. that good, and not even like, oh, it's so bad, it's good. But when a movie is just like overall really fucking good, it doesn't matter. When a movie's like so bad like this that it's good. Then I'm like, oh, how much did they spend to fucking make yeah. this fucking movie? You know, then it's kind of funny to me. But like, when, like I said, when like something like Zombie Dude, they could have spent five bucks on it, and I'm like, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, as you could see from like the taste of films that we have, you could spend five bucks on a movie, and we'll be like, you know, I'll, what? Be, very, I see, I'll be very, I see, I see what you were trying to do. Yeah. I, see I get it, bro. This do. is dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the blood. Oh my god. So, Chris, um, you want to give your final thoughts on Microwave Massacre? This is a this is a movie that I think has like a, a first time watchability kind of like special to it where it's like it it it's really great your first time watching it because especially if you're familiar with Frosty the Snowman growing up you have that in your head for that aspect like the first time watch is fucking awesome you're you're laughing you're like I can't believe that's who it is um second third time watch it's still enjoyable but it it, it kind of depletes itself a little time a little bit every watch so it's not something that i go back to all the time but it is something that's really fun to show to people because of the whole you know thing that i was just said in the beginning like showing this people like hey you won't believe what fucking frosty the snowman got yeah. into you know check this out um so that's what, what what makes this movie fun to me i agree um this movie is probably gonna be one of those things where if you watch it with a group of people you're going to have a great time. If Fuck you watch yeah. it by yourself, 
you're going to have a good time, but probably not as good of a time if you watch this with at least somebody else. Right? Like, would you Especially say, with like... a good buzz on, you guys are going to laugh the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say, this is a must-watch. This is a 100%. You have to see it at, at least once. Right? 100%. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. The, the 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 comedy and the the shock factor, if you will, of the whole thing for the first time watch is worth seeing. This everybody should definitely yeah. see Microwave Massacre once. If you're a fan of Weird Al Yankovic, you'll love this movie. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. Like that's right? what this is. That that that's like. This is a Weird Al song, but a horror movie. You know, yeah, this like, is like Weird Al's horny uncle. <laughs> yes, that's, right? that's a, it's a Beard great Al. way to put it. Yes, <laughs> Beard Al. <laughs> I love so, it. so, Grizz, let's head over to the video Dropbox and we'll see what we're doing next week. We're back in the video Dropbox to see what we're doing next week. And you know what, Grizz? I am fucking excited (laughs) because this is the first time we will be doing a live recording of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. And it's not just going to be a commentary. It's going to be a straight up episode. Um, We're going to try to make it a little bit more entertaining for you guys. And we decided instead of Discord, we will be doing this on our Twitch channel, right? Um, You've probably been there before. Right. Yeah, yeah, you've been there before. Um, you know, it's everybody knows what fucking Twitch is. But we will be covering Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero version. Now, yes, we have done it before, but we are specifically going to be covering the Anchor Bay release, the clamshell, the disco release the disco, of Dawn of the Dead. Yes, My disco favorite. <laughs> oh, shit. My <laughs> favorite release of this movie. And I say... This is the quintessential version of Dawn of the Dead. Man, I cannot wait. Have you ever seen this tape? Like, have you ever seen this cut of the movie? So I've seen the tape. I've never seen the cut of the movie. And I'm pretty fucking stoked, dude. Because like from one of the very first conversations that me and you have had about movies and stuff, you have been telling me about this specific version that I have to check it out. It's, it's, It's the best for some reason they you know anchor bay just fucking was able to put out this cut specifically and it, it just makes yeah. complete sense this so is, i gotta look to see what specifically it's called but this is probably the cut that was shown like in europe because there's added music there's extended sequences um probably my you know besides the main theme of dawn uh dawn of the dead like my second favorite piece of music from the movie is from this cut like it's oh awesome. really I've, so i've never yeah. even heard it yet yeah, that's yeah, fucking cool that makes sick. me excited so let's hit, we'll just hit the trailer for dawn of the dead and we'll talk a little bit more about uh the event i guess you could say after in 1968 george romero brought us 
Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room! Not that room! Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the Dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe We're it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, except the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences, George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. Operator dead. Post abandoned. They never get out of the room. It's everywhere. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center. One of those big indoor malls. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Some kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their lives. We've got a war. I'm afraid. We have spawned our own savagery. Soon, it will consume us all. It is a horrible, hauntingly accurate vision of the mindless excesses of a society gone mad. We are down to the line, folks. We are down to the line. Dawn of the Dead. Come to our Twitch channel, Bad Taste Video. See us do a live showing. See how much we fuck up during yeah. this. No um, edits next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, come interact with us in the chat. You can ask questions, make comments. We're going to release it um, you know, as a normal episode after the fact. So we will be actually recording this on 420 um, Wednesday. Um, the episode will be out Thursday, but Come see, you know, come see us. Say what's up. Come, yeah, come we'll, fucking we'll party on 420 you. with your boy Grizz. Did you know how he gets down? You know I'm going to be fucking stupid <laughs> next Wednesday night at 830. <laughs> so fucking come chill with me. We're going to talk some disco. I'm going to have some chips and dip probably because I'm going to get hungry. Oh, We're going to have a great fucking time, man. And I want people to come. I want them to ask questions because... I want to be able to like interact and, and see what you guys think of, uh, of this movie. So if you've been able to get your hands on a cut of it this week, please watch it. Please come and check it out with us so that uh, you can give me some shit to talk about. And you can hear us answer your questions on next week's episode because everyone's going to want to know what's up. Yeah, I agree. So we'll definitely be seeing you next Wednesday, 420 on Twitch. Grizz. I think that's it, man. I just got to say R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried, man. Man, today Jeez. was the day we found out about it, too. The same day, and 
I feel like it was like kind of like you know we it was Bob it was it was Norm and they were both they were all yeah. three of them were like the three amigos man and I felt Al like Gilbert. he just wanted to uh, he wanted to peace out be with his homies so you know problem child uh, <sighs> one of the best dude him, him is the principal in problem that's, child that's problem child two right what is it the problem child which uh, yeah yeah where you go yeah problem child two he's the principal right because I I think it's I don't know actually I'm not sure. Um, I'm not either way. It's in yeah. one of those movies, and he's fucking awesome. I remember him in the pizza place. It's like one of the best fucking scenes ever, dude. I love. Oh, that it show. has it has to be the second one then. Yeah, because the little girl's the little girl. in it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. one has Kerry Von Erich and fucking We're, Kramer. Yeah, it does have Kerry Von Erich. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, also, a uh, uh, what's it called? A veteran of Aladdin, right? Wasn't he in Aladdin? Uh, yeah, Iago, the, voice, the bird, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the, fucking parrot the parrot that's dude also a veteran of usa network right he used to host like once in a while you would see him i don't know if it was up all night but i i feel like i used to see him on usa network doing like video fucking shit for the movie i Marathon. feel like that's true too you should also look on youtube and, and look him up reading the vagina monologues because that is one of the funniest fucking things you will ever oh my see God. yeah that's that voice <laughs> jesus christ so uh, a legend one for out. sure rest yeah, in pour, peace man pour one out pour one out so grizz i think that's it man where can they find you on the internet you can find me on instagram at kane underscore enabler and you can find me at bad taste video and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com we have shirts for sale now on our etsy page linked on the bad taste video instagram bio but i think it's uh etsy.com slash shop slash bad taste video bad taste video there it is baby Simple come enough. support us yeah we're gonna be coming out with some new merch hopefully we can fucking you know i got something on some my fun. sleeve that i yeah. haven't even told the meat master about oh, so dude, you don't even have uh, i got some friends all right <laughs> call me out but we will for sure see you next wednesday 420 on our twitch channel uh, bad taste video and uh, come hang out right man come come experience yeah. the <laughs> definitive release of dawn of the dead if you have only a vcr come bom, see what mike has to deal bom, with every bom. week <laughs> yeah, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week